Hello everybody, it's Michelle here. Welcome to the Friday morning leaders call. Hey, uh, a huge kind of apology to, to all of you regular listeners who were jumping on the live call and you found, oh my goodness, Michelle's not there. Um, so first of all, just a reminder that sometimes things happen. Um, I was all prepared to do the call and we had some technological difficulties. I'm not going to go into the nitty gritty of it, but I was unable to really make it happen. Um, I went through all of my problem solving abilities and I just couldn't make it happen. And so, um, I did post about a half an hour before the call, uh, on social media. Typically I will post, a, a kind of announcement on the grow by one Facebook page. And I believe I also put it out on LinkedIn as well. So, um, if you're not connected with us on one of those two platforms, please do that. Um, I, I try not to have those issues. I try really, really hard to make sure everything is working and sometimes it just doesn't happen. Okay. So, uh, again, my apologies. And I told you I'd work as fast as I possibly could to get this call up and that's what I'm doing right now. So today I am really talking about the change process, creating positive change. So this is something that, uh, you know, has, has just been an area of growth and learning for me for many years. And, uh, when I went to do my PhD coursework, um, because of the nature of the specialization that I'm in, I had to do a ton of, uh, learning about organization change and business change, um, development. And, and so, there are many things that I learned about how to go into a business and, and very, very formally, uh, help a group change. And just through my own work over the years, I've determined a lot of, a lot of ways to do it in, in such a way that it's a little less formal and a little more fun. <laughs> I, I find that when I'm working with a group and, and we're trying to make a change, fun has a big big deal to it. Okay. Um, so today I'm really going to cover nine different steps to positive change. And these are all in John Maxwell's book, his latest one, developing the leader within you 2.0. If you have not gotten this book, I highly recommend it. And here's why there are 10 chapters in this book. Each one has a different focus. What I have found is that as you go through, if you find that there's a chapter that really speaks to you, and especially if you're interested, let me know because I can tell you which other John Maxwell books would be a great fit for you. In my mind, I see it as kind of a buffet. Uh, here are all the options and, and whichever ones you like, I can help get you connected to other material that's going to be amazing for you. So it's kind of like a starter in John Maxwell's books. Okay. Um, so there's a ton in here that I could cover, but when I think about the change process, I typically go back to this chapter four. And the reason why is several. Number one, I just know that these steps work. They're very simple to enact. They just really are. Um, and number two, because I've used this book for, um, quite some time with several businesses, organizations, and agencies. Uh, I've done studies of this book with many groups. And the one thing 
every single time I, I, I think, okay, I'm going to go in with this different group. They're going to have a different favorite, uh, book or favorite chapter. Honestly, every stinking time when we talk about which one was your favorite or, you know, they'll say chapter four on change. So there's got to be something here. Okay. Um, I also know that this one organization I work with, so it's a, a larger company. Um, they have about 250 employees and they have about 24 executives on their team. So heads of departments, things like that. And, uh, we've gone through and, and done this book study and, instead of uh, re-upping the contract to do a different book study for this year, they really want to say, no, no, we want to talk about how do we make chapter four our organization culture. And so they're, they're using these principles and they're literally spending all year talking about how can we make sure that every change we enact comes back to these nine principles. I'm fascinated uh, with how this is going to go. I have no idea what's going to happen. It's a grand experiment of my own. Um, and I told them that because I've never done this before, but I'm so excited to see what's going to happen through that project. Okay. I tell you that because it's really important to know for all of the, those who are listening um, that there are other people out there that, that number one, struggle with change. And number two, they're thinking about it. Okay. So you are in good company. All right. So, uh, you know, the first step honestly is to predetermine the change that is needed. Now, listen, this is such a common sense kind of a thing, right? But we know that common sense is a flower that doesn't grow in everyone's garden. Okay. So predetermine the change that is needed really understanding and describing in detail the change that is needed and why it is necessary. Okay. And the reason why is because if you cannot clearly state the change that is needed and why you will not be able to lead a team through this change positively. Okay. Um, we've had lots of calls talking about vision, right? And if you do not present a clear vision, um, you're going to get muddy results. Okay. So take as long as you need on this step, but make sure that you're clear. Okay. And, and the why is really, really important. So I'm just thinking about, uh, a leader in, in our area. Um, I'm not working with her, but I'm working with a lot of people that she's leading. And so, she came onto this organization, uh, and it's an education organization. It has many, many, many different sites in the county. And she had came on and because of her awareness, um, she came on and said, okay, we're going to change curriculums. Now that wouldn't be so bad, except that every site in this organization had spent many, many, many years getting really good at their current curriculum. And because this new leader did not understand this curriculum and thought that her previous experience with this other curriculum, that it was much better. She came on and she decided this is the change that's needed. So she did not describe in detail the change. She just said, we are changing to this 
curriculum and she did not really give a reason why. Can you imagine what she's going through now? <laughs> Let's just say there's a lot of resistance and there's a lot of people who are very upset and, and the emotions are kind of getting in the way of the work that she wants to do. So while this step seems very simple and easy, if you get this one wrong, there's no need to go on to the other eight steps. Okay. All right. So the next one is to lay out your steps. Oh, I, I should have mentioned at the beginning, we are uh, basically with these nine steps, we're, we're uh, explaining plan ahead. So it's an acronym, plan ahead. So the first one was predetermined. That's the P. The second one is lay out your steps. That's the L. So plan ahead. Okay. So laying out your steps is really writing out all of the steps that, that you're going to need in order to complete the change. Okay. Now, mind you, this is done before you ever talk to somebody about what the change is going to be. So as a leader, you got to do a lot of thinking before you start talking. Okay. So really you want to start by, um, you know, listing out where are you now, right? And where do you want to go? And then kind of going and thinking about all of the steps it's going to take to get to that point. Now I prefer to think about where do I want to go and then backtrack. So I make sure I get all the points in. Because what typically happens is if you start from your current point and you begin to go towards your, your goal point, in your haste to get to the goal point, you often miss steps in, uh, because you're like, oh yeah, 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 that's a given, right? So when you backtrack, what happens is that you have to think a little more clearly because most people don't typically think in this backward way, okay? So it's just a little mind trick that I use. Now, this is probably going to take you a significant amount of time. Again, time by yourself before you talk. See where I'm going with this? I, I'm getting ready to launch um, some really cool projects here in the next few months. I have been thinking about this change for years. I have been planning for it. I have been uh, meticulously filling all of the points that I need in order to get to this point. Okay. I have not really talked a whole lot to other people, although a couple of my staff don't realize that, that that's, that's what my meeting is about today. <laughs> um, but because I've thought about it for so long and planned about it, now I have the confidence and the clear vision to give to my team. Okay. The third step is to adjust your priorities. So what priorities need to be aligned in your organization or your team in order to um, help with this coming change? Okay. Uh, so for, for my example, there are certain types of work that I need to say no to right now in order to have the time to build the thing I want to launch. Okay. So I'm changing my priorities a little bit. Um, I'm also changing my priorities a little bit based on who is doing which type of work. 
So for example, I have an assistant and, and he's been wonderful. He does all my social media posts. So if you've seen any of those announcements about calls coming up, that that's thanks to Kevin. So just give a, a huge shout out and thank you to Kevin. He's very helpful in that regard. And there's some other work, uh, developing some eBooks so that you all have content that you can connect with that I don't necessarily give to Kevin. I give to another assistant who that's her type of work, right? So knowing that change is coming, I have been successfully recruiting somebody else. Okay. So adjusting my priorities a little bit in my people. Okay. Does that make sense? So making little teeny tiny changes, knowing what your bigger change is going to come. Sometimes people are better with the little tiny changes uh, rather than coming in and doing it, you know, in one big fell swoop, because it's kind of like, now I'll, I'll share this ex example with you, but I promise you, I've never tried this and I've never harmed a frog. Okay. I've only heard about this. So the idea is if you put frogs in a pot to boil them, well, you don't put frogs in a pot uh, in boiling water because immediately they recognize that temperature and they jump out as fast as they can. However, if you put them in the pot and it's, you know, room temperature water and you slowly heat up that water, they make adjustments, they make changes, they get okay with every change in degree because it's just small. And before you know it, the water is boiling. Okay. Again, it's just an analogy. I promise I've never done this, but the same is true for people in an organization. When you make small changes over time that are very intentional, many people are better with that kind of change than this, you know, really big thing. All right. So the next one is to notify key people. So this is really where you start to talk about this change that's coming up. Okay. So who are the key people you need to talk to first? Okay. So you're, you're want to focus on two different types of lists. So the first one are the influencers and then the implementers. These, they can be the same person, Oftentimes they're not. So let's talk about the influencers. So these are the folks who are going to be the ones who basically rally the team and say, come on, let's do this together, right? It can be somebody in a leadership role. Sometimes it's not. I'll tell you this. I've been on, on teams before where somebody with no leadership role is the person that gets the team going. And I've also been worked with teams before where that influencer was the one that stopped everything. If you know you have somebody on staff who is a typically a, a complainer or somebody who you know this change is maybe not necessarily aligned with, with how they think and you know they're going to have an issue with it, it's time to start talking to that influencer. You want to have that meeting before the meeting where you're talking about, you know, this is coming up. Let's talk about how, you know, you feel about this and uh, you're, you're laying the groundwork, right? Now with somebody who's going to be positive influencer, you pull them in and you say, Hey, this is where we're going. What do you think? 
And you really want to get from them ideas of what are they seeing that you're not seeing? So as the boss, you know, people aren't going to tell you everything, right? Um, but you want those influencers to be the ones to tell you, you know, if you're missing something, do you have a blind spot? And you definitely want to talk, start talking to the implementers. These are your folks who are going to get the work done, who are going to make sure that, you know, that your metrics are met and measured. Um, and they often can see something ahead of time that you might not have seen. For example, uh, one of the projects I'm working on here in the future has a, a really big online element to it. This is an area I'm not all that familiar with. So therefore, I am looking to have conversations with folks who can help me, right? So I, I've had um, meetings with advisors and coaches and mentors and I have a really good understanding and idea of where I want to go. Now, I'm going to have a meeting later today with one of my implementers. I'm not sure which way he's going to go. He could say, you know what, Michelle, this is great. Yes, let's do it. Let's run with it. He could also say, I'm not sure about this process. I'm not comfortable with it. I don't know about it. I don't know what I want to do. I don't know what's going to happen. But by having that conversation... I will know what he, what his involvement in this project is going to be. Now, it's not like he's not going to be on my team anymore. It's just, I'm going to adjust my priorities a little bit. If he says, yes, I want to do this. Absolutely. Here you go. I already have a plan. If he says, no, I don't, I don't think that's the route I want to go. All right, fine. I'll find somebody else. Okay. So talking to influencers and implementers. Now, here's the step that most people are never aware of and they never do. So allow time for acceptance. Allow time for acceptance. So in my first example, when I said the, the new leader came in and said, hey, we're going to change curriculum. She said, hey, I know it's the end of the school year. Guess what? By, by uh, fall, we're all going to be in a new curriculum. So for those of you who are unaware of uh, curriculum within education, there's tons of research out there that shows that in order to be what we call infidelity, so doing it right uh, with a curriculum, it takes about seven years. And so it's also when you change a curriculum, you're really changing a philosophy or mindset. And that takes a long time to change. Okay. So be aware that you need to give your people time to accept that this is the change we're going to do. Now, it's going to be hard to really kind of gauge this in advance, uh, but you want to give them time to process the issues, okay? And then use your, your eyes, your ears, and your intuition to judge when people have had enough time to get on board with it. Okay. And it totally depends on your people and the change. Okay. If you want to know more about that, let me know. That's a conversation that we can have probably based on your specific situation. Okay. Um, and then the next one is head into action. Okay. So this is the point where 
you know, you, you've done a lot of thinking, you've come up with a plan, you've begun to start talking to people, um, you're, you're allowing them to process and now you're getting ready to do the work. Okay. Notice this is number six in a process of nine things to change. This is the time when you're actually heading into action. You see how much thinking happens before then? Okay. So you want to describe what the first steps will look like and how they will impact the team or organization. So when you've given them time to kind of process and you're like, okay, let's, let's talk, right? So we're not necessarily doing yet, but let's talk about how this might look, what this might feel like, you know, if we were to do this, who's going to do which part, right? So later today, you know, we're going to talk about this new online course I'm, I'm developing and I'm going to say, what, what's your part in it? Um, I have a, an intern. She's kind of coming to the end of uh, what she's doing with me. And so I need to know with her, you know, what, what do you plan to do in this? And maybe nothing, right? And that's okay. I just need to know. All right. So you, you start talking about here are the steps, who's going to do what and how. All right, so then you begin kind of going out and, and practicing or, or doing those action steps. The next step is to, listen, a lot of people miss this one. This is really key. Notice I'm pausing for dramatic effect here because this is really important. The next step is to expect problems. Expect problems. Hey, listen, when you are uh, instituting a change, most often a change is something you've never done before. If you're doing something you've never done before, are you going to be good at it? <laughs> Typically not. I mean, think about it. Uh, babies, when they're taking their first steps, what do they do? They fall down. They fall down a good majority of the time until they don't anymore. When you were learning to ride your bike, what'd you do? At some point you fell down, right? You're learning what that balance means. Um, when you gave your first ever speech in school, what happened? Well, you, you probably weren't that good, right? The point is anytime you do something for the first time, you're not that good. When you expect problems, Rather than say, oh, this is going to be great, right? When you expect problems, when you're on the lookout for them, you can do something about them. You can go into problem solving mode, right? But when you deny that there's a possibility of problems or you're just not even aware that problems could exist, then when they happen, because they're going to happen, there, it takes another mindset shift for you to be able to deal with that. And it kind of gives this uh, halting start stop feel to this change. Okay. There's not a lot of momentum there. When you expect problems in this, this change process, you can fix them quicker and you can keep your momentum going. Okay. So one thing it, when you're doing this thinking through process is really to look at um, you know, part of your planning is what, what can be the possible problems you're going to face? Uh, we call this crystal ball thinking. So, uh, some, some coaches might ask you, what are some hurdles that you might face? Or what are some things that, you know, you might not be aware of, right? 
the point is that you're trying to come up with issues before they happen. For example, um, if you're planning an event, okay, let's say you have a one-day event and you've got hundreds of people coming, right? And you just think through the process. Okay, so when somebody arrives there, okay, what does our parking situation look like? And if we had a problem with parking, what might that be? And how could we solve that? And so you, you kind of solve the problem before the problem happens. Or, okay, so somebody's coming in and they're signing up. Ooh, they're signing up. What's our signing up process going to be? Oh, now wait. Okay, if I have somebody at that table who can help them through that process, they can come in quicker. So then one of your action steps is going to be to have somebody at the table to help. Okay. Does that make sense? So you're really trying to anticipate the problems before they happen. You're solving those problems before they happen. So you actually never have a problem, right? And when you're in this process and a problem occurs that you haven't thought of, because that will happen, you'll, you'll be able to solve that problem because you'll have energy, See, what, what typically happens is that as you go through this thinking process beforehand, you'll identify maybe a dozen problems and solve them. And you're like, oh, that's awesome. That's amazing. Now, that means that there's a dozen problems you don't have to solve when you're enacting your action plans. So that when another problem comes up, you're fully ready to respond to that. Okay. Um. And then as you're going through this process, especially if you, if it's a long process, the next step is to always point to the successes. Always point to the successes. So when you're beginning to really plan the, the change that's coming up and you're thinking through timelines and action steps, things like that, you also want to plan in regular times to celebrate. Okay, to celebrate those milestones as you're doing this. Um, and whatever that is, is really dependent on the change that you're doing. But the essence is that you're, you're setting aside time where you're checking in, you're measuring, and you're pointing to your successes. And you know what? Sometimes, sometimes as you're enacting a change, sometimes it's a real learning process, Right? Sometimes it doesn't go out as, as you would hope. And, and there's a lot of mistakes and failures and setbacks. And so when you put on the calendar that you're going to have a celebration of your wins, let it be a celebration of your wins. So rather than talk about how hard it's been and how much, you know, you guys have failed or money that you've lost as you're, you're trying this. No, you come to the table and you say, you know what, what have we learned? You know, what, what changes in our thinking have, have we come up with as we go through this process? That's a celebration. And that's really important to the change process because let's face it, sometimes it's hard to lose, right? And if you're doing a really hard or deep change, like a cultural change, right? And things, everybody's feeling like shook up, right? It's, it's really good when you can come together and you can acknowledge that good is coming from this process, even when it doesn't feel like it. That will help you keep momentum going. Um, and then the last point is daily review your progress. 
right? So, so describe as you're going through and planning the change, how are you going to daily review your project progress? So what metrics are you going to use? Um, which people will you talk to regularly to kind of assess morale, right? So you want to definitely talk with your, your team leaders, um, probably any of those influencers, right? What specific information will signal that the change has been successfully completed? You know, what, what can you point to that you're like, yes, I know that this change is is done, right? Um, so you're really, you're making a plan for yourself. So every day you're, you're in charge of this grand vision, right? So every day, how are you going to stay connected to making sure that this, the, the ball is moving forward? Who are you going to talk to? You know, it's, it's as simple as going to each one of your team leaders and just saying, Hey, how's it going? Or, you know, what are you learning? Right? The point is that you're keeping it front and center and you are doing that so that other people can see this is how important it is. Because oftentimes when I'm working with leaders and they're enacting a change, one thing that I'll notice is that they have this tendency to say, come on guys, we're going to change this thing. And, and you kind of rally the troops around you and you send everybody off to go do their thing. And then you never do anything with it again. And you come back six months or a year later and you just expect that everything is going to be good. (laughs) And you get surprised because it's not. Okay. So you got to stay connected to it. All right. Um, I hope that this has been helpful to you today, uh, that, that it's given you some, some things to really think about. And, uh, you know, one thing that I would highly suggest is that you go through these nine steps and identify the things that maybe come a little bit more easily or naturally to you. There's gotta be at least one, one to two things on here that you're like, oh yeah, I definitely have that. Right. Maybe you're a more people centered person. So this idea of, you know, checking in with your, your staff comes easily, or maybe you're a a task oriented person. And so the idea of, you know, laying out your steps in a logical fashion, you you're really good at. So go through and figure out which ones that you're really good at. And you may even want to go through and figure out which one to two things you're like, Ooh, yeah, I really struggle with that. And now here's the key. I'm not saying try to get better. I'm saying, is there somebody on your team who can help you with that part? Okay. Uh, And then just practice with this. Uh, I would suggest taking one small change that you know you can use all of these steps on. And you can do this at home too. So, you know, if you want to practice this without getting your staff all crazy, you can uh, choose a change at home and, and just practice with the steps. Okay. And of course, let me know how it goes. I would love to hear your stories, uh, especially if you have any questions or comments, you can email me at michelle at growbyone.com. I would love to hear that. All right. So with that, I, I release you into the wild, go forth and prosper, and we'll see you next time. All right. Bye-bye.